Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, we are recording on a Sunday night after the Seahawks just won. They are now 3-0. Have you been watching the Seahawks lately? Um, I watched part of the game today, but not really. I mean, it's kind of a weird season, so I haven't been watching much of any football. They don't make it easy at all, these last (laughs) two games. (laughs) It is always down to the wire. But they've won, they're Mm 3-0, and there's this whole campaign that people have been really trying to push. It's called Let Russ Cook. Have have you heard about this yet? Uh, No, I haven't. All this time, these past couple of years, they've Russell Wilson is this mega superstar, right? But fans always feel like they've been he's been repressed, I guess. So just they they've been not letting him unleash until the fourth quarter. So it, it, all these games these past few years have been really really close. Let Russ cook, which means that start him off early, start passing off early. We have this awesome weapon, and now they finally got him to, to get him cooking to get him started off like in the first quarter, and it's been crazy. And now there's this huge MVP talk of how getting Russell Wilson to to win the MVP this year. It's crazy this year. Yeah, I don't think the MVP talk is um, surprising. I mean, if you look at his career early on, he wasn't that competitive because he actually hadn't been in the league very long. But if you like calculated the numbers forward, I mean, it's pretty obvious that he was going to reach this stage if, if he stayed healthy and kept on the same path. So good for him. So there are no fans. They're not letting any fans into CenturyLink Field, which means that we don't have to pay any more $20 nachos with the fake cheese and chips, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't been to a Seahawks game in quite a while since I was working for one of the companies down there. So this is not my thing. I don't like big crowds, so I don't. that's just too much for me. Yeah, no more $12 hot dogs, no more $15 beers we have to pay. We can now finally go and get our own food and come back and sit on our couch. If you have to grab food for Sunday, what would you grab right now? Oh, always chicken wings. Chicken wings, good choice. Yep, always chicken wings. I mean, it's the perfect shareable, right? I mean, you bring chicken wings to a party, it's all gone. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just one of those things that go along with group gatherings. I think I would do brunch because games start at 10 a.m., so it'd be mm-hmm. perfect to just get some brunch items. Mm-hmm. Maybe Eggs Benedict, and then maybe later on I get chicken and waffles that I eat for the afternoon games, something like that, paired up. I'll yeah. Do Don't forget the veggie tray. That's always super popular. Yeah, the veggie tray. Always <laughs> always the first thing to go, guys. Right, the from tray. the Costco yeah. veggie tray, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. This is the Seattle Foodie Podcast, episode 107. Hey, Monica, we apparently did not major in math because this is our two-year anniversary <laughs> episode, yeah. which should have been episode 104, but we are off on the count. So 107 is our anniversary episode. da 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 I I don't know what those sounds are. (laughs) Fireworks, the Millennium Falcon going into Millennium Warp Speed. Yeah. No, not Warp Speed. (laughs) Wrong one. Wrong one. (laughs) Wrong wrong TV show. Wrong movie. Wrong movie. Yes, this is our two-year anniversary show. We have a fun, special segment for you. It's going to be quite kind of a long show. I'm looking at through my notes and th- three pages. So we never hit the three-page mark, but this is a fun one. And uh, we do have a couple of recaps. Monica, 
It has been so much fun. I couldn't think of a better partner in crime to do this for two straight years. Yeah. Longer than Ditto. anything I've ever committed to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. College. college is two four years. Two years. My goodness. <laughs> uh, where has the time been? It's just insane. I feel like um, when we were talking earlier this week to someone, I, I felt like both of us almost said three years. <laughs> It is, but it's okay. It's fun. We, we've been eating a lot of places, and we will bookmark that for later on in the show, but we do have a couple of recaps. Why don't we get started? Because we got to get through a lot. Yep. Ready to go. Monica, I love team-ups. Don't you love team-ups, Monica? Yeah, I like team-ups. What do we got? We got Superman, Batman, Scooby-Doo and the Harlem Globetrotters. That's for all you OK Boomers out there. <laughs> Rick and Morty, Shaq and Kobe. Well, there's a special team-up coming soon on October 3rd and 4th, next Saturday and Sunday. Next weekend, Coffeeholic and Macadons are teaming up, and they're making specialty drinks, which you can only get next Saturday and Sunday. And we got a sneak preview of the drinks for all you durian fans. Yes, durian fans. They have drinks for you, like the durian coffee float and the avocado smoothie with durian ice cream. If you don't like durian, they also can substitute it with coconut ice cream as well. They also have an egg coffee with salted egg yolk and coffeeolic ube float with ube ice cream and the drizzle or condensed milk. These specialty drinks will be available at Coffeeholic this coming Saturday and Sunday, and you don't want to miss out, guys. Yes, for sure. This is a great collaboration and the way that they come up with flavors is so fantastic. And also Macadons will be having a special Ubeholic macaron for the pop-up at Coffeeholic House. And they'll probably have some really cool printed logos on them as they do for all their pop-ups. I love these drinks, Monica. What was your favorite out of all of them? Um, it's a tough call. I mean, I really like the drinkability of um, the Dream Ube float and the earthiness of the Ube ice cream, which is uh, made by Macadon's or uh, Pink's ice cream. Uh, I really like the avocado smoothie as well. That had really great texture. And so they, they were all good. It just kind of depended on preference, I think. I, I do not like durian, and Michael knows that. And so like <laughs> all the durian stuff is off the table for me. Once again, Monica losing some of her Asian card every week. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite? I think coconut smoothie with the pandan ice cream. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of trite, but it actually works really well. Of course, Gafiolic always has these Instagrammable, beautiful beverages that you can take photos of. And mm-hmm. these drinks are definitely very photogenic. Yeah, very pretty, very pretty, very cute space. Can't wait till we come out of the pandemic and we can actually enjoy that space for a bit. Once again, next Saturday, October 3rd, and next Sunday, October 4th, make sure you get there. I have a feeling there's going to be some lines, so you probably won't see Monica there. <laughs> You never know. Uh, I, I believe Michael has requested my presence and I said no, but, oh. but we never know. <laughs> okay, I will change that interpretation. Monica will be paying someone to wait in line for her. <laughs> so you will see her cut in line. There you go. It happens. I'm totally, hey guys, if there's some of you who are interested in standing in line for me, I'm happy to pay. <laughs> like it's, it's a thing. It's okay. <laughs> And Monica, we have another recap. We, earlier this week, we got to check out a place in Ballard. I love yeah. this spot because it's covered, which is awesome because <laughs> you guys didn't know we live in Seattle. And there's tons of rain in the next coming months. And this is perfect for getting out of the rain. Yes, Nelson made it over to Ballard. That's pretty far <laughs> from his house. And he actually beat me there because I got stuck in a rain puddle. Um <laughs> 
So Nelson and I, we went to check out um, Red Arrow Coffee. So Jen Doak of Brimmer and Heel Tap, she's been changing things during the pandemic. So she started a Common Sense Wine Club and changed dinner hours at the restaurant and then launched Red Arrow Coffee. So it's a space in the garden behind Brimmer and Heel Tap in Ballard. And it's a really lovely community spot. It's got great coffee and baked goods prepared in-house. Uh, so Nelson, we enjoyed, let's see, a scone, galette. We shared ricotta with toast and a pimento cheese sandwich. So I'll be honest with you. Um, I am not a fan of pimento cheese, but that sandwich was served on a really nice biscuit and the flavors were really balanced. So I actually really enjoyed it. But um, yeah, generally not a fan of pimento cheese. So it was really good. I love how all the pastries and the baked goods were all made in-house inside Brimmer and Heel Tap. Yes. I love pimento cheese, so <laughs> I will eat all the pimento cheese for us, too. The biscuit was really, really soft. Normally, biscuits can be a little bit hard and flaky around this time, but this was like a really, really soft, moist biscuit, and mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, there was a lot of butter. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And the ricotta with the honey and the bread. That bread is amazing. I think Connor, Find Me in Seattle, was talking about how amazing the bread was. Because mm -hmm. he got dinner from Brimmer and Heel Tap later that day or maybe the next he day did. after. Yeah, he did. I, I think it was that day. I believe he got the same bread. And yes, that bread. I couldn't stop spreading the ricotta. I had to make sure I had to portion because I was like, okay, Monica gets half, but I couldn't eat like, <laughs> those little ricotta. <laughs> Yes, for sure. I think that space is so beautiful. And they had a variety of seating options, like there were some garden seating. And then like you said, part of it was covered. And then there was like a little gas like fireplace. And I think we appreciated that because when you and I went there, it was like Armageddon. It was, <laughs> it was downpouring and there was standing water on the road. I was soaked and you could see it on my face. When I got there, you beat me there. You saw my face and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> so perfect, perfect, perfect for um, a variety of different weather patterns. <laughs> it's definitely a fun cafe to check out. If you're out in Ballard, that's a place. That's a place. All right, Nelson, what else did you eat? Okay, well, the week started off for me checking out an old college classic. I had some gyro and shawarma on the Ave in the U District at Aladdin Euros. It just tasted just like it was when I ate it X number of years ago. I'm not going to name how long ago I was in college. We can spare that. Hmm. <laughs> While I was on the Ave, I also went to Ifong and I got the mango pomelo sago drink, which was really, really just knocked my socks off like impressive. Monica, hmm. have you had this mango pomelo sago yet? Yeah, I have. No, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> Annie and I were very upset. But yes, I've actually had it. It's really filling and I really like the flavors. It's a little too sweet for me, but you know, that's something that we can adjust to. But yeah, it's a really great drink. Yeah, it's one of my favorite boba mm -hmm. drinks I've had in quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I've been drinking a lot of boba. And this one, I would definitely get back. And I'm really happy that they have an Ifong in Redmond now, yeah. as well as in Bellevue. So mm -hmm. I don't have to go all the way to U District to do that, which is awesome. Yeah, it's okay. We'll keep going to that one. <laughs> <laughs> two years and monica still is anti-east side guys can't convince her to think otherwise mm, well yeah it's getting there though it's getting a better food scene for sure and y'all are the first ones to admit that the food scene isn't the same which is exactly why you come into seattle all the time <laughs> so some gems there we have some gems on the east side no definitely there are some gems definitely now, one place we do agree on, Monica, you and I were both out at U Village for drinks and food at Joey's, 
and we're celebrating one of our friend's birthdays. And we also got 60 cent wings and imperial rolls at mm-hmm. Bar Bar. I love how they closed off the street for covered outdoor dining. Yep. It's very nice. It's good to see no cars pass by. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's a, it's a great idea. It's a really good idea, especially for restaurants like Din Tai Fung, which is on the, an upper level or other restaurants. People are just more willing to sit outdoors these days, of course, because you can't sit indoors with friends mm-hmm. unless there's some breaking news that said Inslee has lifted that or changed that rule. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of outdoor and it's covered seating. So I really enjoyed that. It's a great solution for our current situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It almost seemed normal. almost seemed normal just like a regular patio just a little bit just a little as for the imperial rules monica i had a different image of what imperial rules are i'm going to on air apologize to you because now (laughs) i'm determined to find another place in seattle to get imperial rules (laughs) i thought it was like (laughs) seattle is full of places that you can get imperials like Mm -hmm. you can get it all over the place you can go Mm -hmm. to kent you can go to renton you can get it but apparently Imperial rolls are very hard to find in Seattle. I am determined now. And I apologize, Monica. I will make it up to you and bring you some Imperial rolls that are not from Bar Bar and from someplace else. Well, thank you, Nelson. I was so mad when I talked to you. I went to Annie, who's like the expert in Vietnamese food. And I was like, Annie, Nelson said there's other Imperial rolls in the city. Are there? She's on. not really. And I'm like, I didn't think so. What's he talking about? <laughs> So could not figure this out. So yeah, thank you so much, Nelson. I, I'm in love with Imperial Rolls. I have uh, Mr. Frank Sarian has been trying to get me to go to a place in San Francisco when I visit. And he actually just went there on a trip. So um, when you find a good one, hold on to it. Absolutely. And then finally to finish off my weekend, I got an, a beautiful package from Rainier Mountain Fresh Gin. Now you guys are known Rainier Brewery. They usually make Rainier beer. Monica loves the tall boys. But... <laughs> They sent me gin that they've been making from their facility. And it's amazing. Of course, it's local. So you guys got to get it. Apparently, it's been sold out a lot of places. It's been hard to find. Mm. Thank you, Rainier, for sending me this Mountain Fresh gin. I cannot wait to use it. Awesome. No, it looked really good. And gin's one of those things where there's a couple different flavors that go into gin and it really changes the taste of it. For example, I really love Hendrix because of their blend. And it'd be interesting to try out Rainier's. And absolutely, you're right, Nelson. Whenever the chance, I've got a tall boy in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) I really love the packaging. They sent me, the packaging came with bitters as well as a cup, this wooden mixer cup as well, as well as a glass cup to serve it in. Mm -hmm. And it's just this beautiful fine wooden box that it came in it's it's really a fun collector's item you know me i love to collect things so i was like <laughs> do i should i open it or should i keep it sealed <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I ate over the weekend, Monica. What about you? Oh, I ate a lot. (laughs) Aside from the times we ate together last week, which I had such a great time. And, you know, it's always nice when we get to see each other because in the old days, we got to see each other every week. And now we don't know when the next time we're going to see each other is. And so Mm -hmm. it's really nice. We both got special delivery from our friend, Boba Eggs, who made beautiful and delicious mandolines for most of the foodie fam. I mean, (laughs) there's a lot of people. She's so thoughtful and generous. And like, they were so gorgeous and she did a great job with them. So, you know, shout out to Retta for delivering baked goods all over the Puget Sound. Eight hours of driving <laughs> to 22 people, 22 right. deliveries. That is crazy, you guys. Yeah. I got to give her props because just love y'all not doing it. <laughs> love you. I won't even come to Issaquah to see Nelson. <laughs> 
was thinking in my head, I was like, are there 22 foodies in Seattle? Is that no, the reason why it's eight hours of driving is because those Seattle foodies do not live in Seattle. <laughs> That's the problem. She probably went all the way from like Federal Way all the way to probably like Montlake Terrace or something. Man. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she popped up on Bainbridge. <laughs> My favorite Madeline was probably the strawberry one as well as what flavor was the blue one with the silver foil on it? That was really interesting. I don't know. I didn't get the breakdown of flavors. Um, I saw that our friend Andrea did know the flavors. So I'm just like, oh, I don't know. They all taste good. They all taste good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Aside from that, I stopped at uh, Kauai Family Restaurant for some of my favorite fried salmon and got barbecue chicken for my son. Um, All you need to know about them, guys, is the portions are huge. Flavors remind me of home, which is Hawaii. So real Hawaiian flavors. Great for takeout service. They are not doing any dine-in. Let's see. What else did I do? Ooh, I participated in a virtual tasting with Yelp Washington and Elinos Greek Yogurt. So Nelson, you know, I only attend one to two Yelp events a year, and this one was great. Uh, I already met one of the founders, Alex, back in Portland uh, for Feast last year, and he was present online uh, telling the, the origin story of Elinos and walked us through a tasting Pumpkin pies, really fantastic, but I just can't wait to get with pie chunks at the market. When I was at the market, it was pouring so hard. I just could not deal with like walking around with like an open cup of yogurt with like pie chunks <laughs> sticking out of it. So I just, I took a pass. It was already raining like sideways when that happened. So I just, I have to go back. But Nelson, this is really interesting. They have some new flavors with no added sugar and they're primarily like milk and fruit and they're sold exclusively at Whole Foods. So you should check that out. It tastes, it's really different. Um, no added sugar. So just the flavors of the fruit. I'll have to check that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, the, the, what kind of fruits were did they come with? Well, one of them was like an apple cinnamon. And so you had some tart apple and you could really taste that cinnamon. Another one was some mixed berries. I think I think the one that I tried specifically was, was cherry. And I'm usually not a cherry fan. Usually I only like Rainier cherries. But um, this one was actually quite good. So it really had a powerful black cherry flavor. Wonderful. What else did I do? Ooh, lamb. (laughs) You know I love all the meat. (laughs) So the American Lamb Board set up a virtual event with Chef Holly Smith of of Cafe Juanita and Reed Anderson of Anderson Farms in Oregon. As everyone else, lamb ranchers have been impacted by the pandemic. So restaurants have closed. The lamb ranchers who have been providing um, meat to the restaurants have found some success with places like Cafe Juanita that have pivoted to like takeaway meals. So that's been working out a little bit. And I got to try a number of things, but I have to tell you, the star of the show was the lamb rack with potato crema and Belgian endive salad with walnut anchovy salsa, which is a really interesting concept, but I'm telling you, it's like salty and savory in all the right places and really came alive with that endive. So I don't eat endive enough. Well, I don't eat green leafy things enough anyway. (laughs) So um, it was a real treat. So I love that. Just a couple of mentions. I stopped by Susu for Queen Amon and a rose lychee tart, which I thought you might be interested in, Nelson. Ramen from Kazuki and Inihau ribs from Shebag. So it's been a minute since I've seen them. You had me at lychee, of course. Mm, right. <laughs> Anything with lychee. Right, 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 right. And that's a wrap on most of what I ate except for my fast food. Um, yeah. <laughs> so not a bad week. Travis Scott meal again, Monica. I know you're a big fan. (laughs) Right. No, but I do get my weekly sausage McMuffin and hash brown. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Good list, Monica. Good list. And those Inaha ribs. Yes. I need to check those out again. Yeah, so good. Those sound really good. 
And your lamb, the lamb looked amazing. It's like, was it a, I think it was like two bone in from actually, a rack of lamb, I think. Yeah, it was actually four bone in. I was just plating mm. two, uh, two per plate. It's just one of those things, Nelson, you know, because you've been doing this during the pandemic too. Like sometimes restaurants will send you stuff to make at home and you can't quite prepare it, right? I just thought it was really on point about like how long to cook it and how to prepare it and what to add it. So I, I love the color on those and definitely the taste. So um, it was really good. Anything from Cafe Juanita is always a win. Right, right. All right. Well, that's what we've been eating this week. And then, Monica, this is our two-year anniversary episode. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you, Nelson. Just like, typical... <laughs> Just like any typical male, I didn't get you anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I have male tendencies. I also did not get you anything. <laughs> Wonderful. We agree to agree on this one. Yes. <laughs> However, we decided what would be fun. We've eaten so much food in these past two years. There's got to be some really great things that stood out. So we each decided to do a top five list of the best dishes or best meals we've eaten in these past two years. And Monica, I didn't personally, when I wrote these notes, didn't group them from five being the worst to number one being the best. Do you want to do it that way or should we just do it off as a top five list or a top 10 list? Yeah, I don't like rankings. I mean, you know, I, I'm just not into that. You can if you want, but I didn't do my list that way either. Okay. And as we'll see as we go along, like I think part of the list is the food, but it's also the experience, the experiences that we've had. Wonderful. Okay. Well, for me, I'll just go ahead and start it off. Mm -hmm. I'll go from five to one. They're not the best to worst or anything like that, but I think that it's just proper for me. Number one is Nana's green tea. Mm -hmm. Let's be selfish here, Monica. One of the perks of having this podcast and, of course, you being a famous, famous, famous Instagrammer, hashtag <laughs> queen of Seattle foodie. She is the queen bee, you guys. She's, she's the big dog, is that we get to preview restaurants before they become really, really popular. And one of those media tastings was Nana's Green Tea. And you and I got to go there as well as several of our friends of the podcast that we saw. I was introduced for me for the first time, their Hojicha Warabimochi mm -hmm. Parfait. Mm -hmm. And I continue to get it along with the Sakura Parfait. I'm so glad they're still open. And I think they're doing in-seating dining. But when I went there, I think they were just doing pickup. You can order online and mm -hmm. do it. I'm just so glad that you can still pick up that or bimochi parfait. I'm just really, really glad. Absolutely. Hojicha is one of my favorite, favorite teas. And I think it the flavor is so different than matcha. I love it just like you do. And But Nelson, can I ask, where's this queen of Seattle foodies coming from? Because it's only like happened in the last couple of weeks where I'm hearing this a lot. So I don't even know where it's coming from. Because somebody else posted and tagged me in a story that said that, like the queen of Seattle foodies. So like, I don't know where this is. I, it's like some inside joke I don't know about. I don't know if it's an inside joke, but there's been a mass exodus of foodies that have been leaving our Washington state or Seattle. They're still in Washington state, but they've been leaving Seattle, which opens up and Monica was cracking some people's knees to get to the spot. <laughs> and she was just like, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now. She went all Tom Hanks on you guys. Tom. She's now the El Capitan of Seattle foodies. All right. Well, thanks for making a, a joke out of a, like a really serious question. <laughs> okay, fine. I don't know. I just I just came up with the moniker. I didn't even know that there is a Queen of Seattle foodies hashtag or anything 
being trending or anything like it's that. Not I just trending. Myself. Just in the well, last let's get it trending, Seattle Foodie Podcast <laughs> followers. Let's get it trending for Monica, just because she wants it so much more than everybody else. <laughs> um, no, I think you mean I eat more than anybody else. Is what it is. Come on. <laughs> All right. Is it my turn? <laughs> it's your turn. Give me one of your TV top five. Let's start it off. Fine. Get off this topic. <laughs> Try to ask somebody a question. Okay. So uh, my number five is our foodie fam trip to BC, to Vancouver and the Richmond night market. So this trip with the foodie fam, it tested our ability to eat all the things it was an epic trip filled with so many stops that I decided to opt out of a few. I was like, y'all go, I can't do this. And the Richmond night market is something that I definitely, definitely missed this year. Uh, Cause I go every year, but of all the things I ate there, nothing beat the chicken skins. And it's hilarious because it was ugly to shoot, but it was definitely the best thing I ate at the market. Ah, yes. Chickens, those chicken skins. I still think about those at the Richmond <laughs> night too. market. Me too. Monica, you are definitely, again, very wise to have gone back to our Airbnb and taken a nap because it was so difficult. I was so exhausted after those two days that we spent with all of our friends and you decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to forego the $125 lobster pizza. I'm going to go take a nap. And after thinking about it, I should have went and took a nap too, taken a nap as well. Totally. It was a rough night. <laughs> it was definitely a rough night. Definitely right. All right. So what's your next one, Nelson? The fourth one, I have to say the Kamayan rooftop dinner, that rooftop boodle fight dinner with Seattle food scenes, Vanessa and T, who we featured on episode 61, by the way. This was prepared by Chef Kyle Ronquillo, Vanessa's brother, who is one of the chefs at Musong Seattle. This was last summer of 2019. And to this day, I still think about that dinner, Monica. Milk, <laughs> fish skewers lumpia longanisa garlic rice just spread all over the table on top of banana leaves and we just feasted this was the first time i've ever done a boodle fight before and it's amazing oh my gosh it was so much fun oh yeah i still think about this dinner me too it was so colorful and it was like 120 degrees on the rooftop that day (laughs) it was super hot i got i got like sunburned So we good, definitely though. drank a lot of pog that day. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was so, so good. What I loved about it, Nelson, is that you and I eat a lot of food together and we do a lot of shooting for whatever the hell it is we're doing that day. But because it was a boodle fight and because we're eating with our hands, we shot and we had to put our phones and camera down because we were all mm-hmm. greasy and messy from food. It so was. it was it was a chance for us to just enjoy being in the moment. And that's I love that about that night. Uh-huh. All right, Monica, give me your second one. <laughs> my second one is the dollar shop, which we talked about in episode 44. So this was one of my favorites because the food was fantastic and so was the company. So Nelson, I asked you to come <laughs> along that day and we laughed so much during this meal. It's been seared in my memory forever. Like it's just like such the epitome of us just enjoying food together that it just had to be on here. So the seafood platter was fantastic as well as the Wagyu beef. And Nelson, I know that you love that basket of lettuce that you ordered. <laughs> Monica made me eat all of the vegetables because she refused to make eat any of it. And I wanted it for color because it was all brown and white. It just wasn't colorful. It was like, we need some color. Let's order a basket of lettuce. And Monica goes like, fine, you're eating all of it. Like, all right. 
<laughs> I'm eating all the mushrooms and lettuce, guys. Hey, I ate mushrooms. I like mushrooms. But yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I invited you and like we ordered all the stuff. I'm all, that's fine. You have to eat it all. <laughs> And then I was looking at the videos, going back and looking at the videos, and I brought out the lettuce, and I was all, okay, lettuce over. <laughs> Put it down. And then remember, you had the spot prawns and the little- the spot um, prawns, yeah. You, they, you had them swimming around the broth. Anyway, funny, you guys. I got to go back and watch those stories, because that's yeah. exactly why Nelson and I are friends. Definitely fun role-playing with the spot prawns. <laughs> yes. Reminded me of that movie, Benny and June. You ever seen that one with Johnny <laughs> yes. Depp where he tries to mimic the Charlie Chaplin with yeah. the bread? And that's kind of what I was trying to do. He was all Mr. Bill. All, with a little bit of Mr. Bill voice. Oh, no, no. So that that poor spot prawn, yeah. Yeah, poor poor guy, poor guy. He was living when we came in, but you know, became our dinner fairly quickly. I'm really glad we ate very early, like senior citizens, like around 5:30, <laughs> because we were making these no making these voices. I'm glad people didn't look at us just all funny, like no, like they normally do. <laughs> okay, so what's your next one? Ah, uh, yes. We've been doing this show for about two years now, so a lot of we haven't used this hashtag moniker for a while, but hashtag not a couple Monica. <laughs> you and I had an amazing Valentine's Day previous <laughs> dinner on Pier 57 with Chef Nick Novello, who is our guest on episode 31. We were both wowed by the seafood dishes that came out, and I especially loved the braised tomato shrimp roto and those soft ricotta dumplings. That was really probably one of those dishes that really stood out. Mm -hmm. Fisherman's Restaurant and Bar, unfortunately, is temporarily closed due to the sinking of Pier 58 next door. So the city of Seattle have decided they're going to go ahead and close it down until it's safe. However, Chef Nick Novello's newest restaurant, Enzo Bistro and Bar in Issaquah, in my hometown, is open. I'm definitely going out and checking out for a visit soon, Monica. For sure. That was a memorable day. And that was actually at the height of not a couple where everyone thought that we were we were dating. Yeah. So it didn't help things that literally on Valentine's Day, we're having like this special and it wasn't a three course <laughs> meal. It was a nine course meal because oh, yeah. Nick sent everything out. So so it was supposed to be a three course meal. And we were like, oh, my God. And I just love the care with which he prepared things. And again, guys, when Fisherman's reopens, this is not just a place for tourists. Like their mm -hmm. menu is top notch with some of the best seafood in the region. And just the touches that they put is just is just so great. Like it's very thoughtful and I enjoyed it a great deal. Mm -hmm. You made me do all the oyster shooters, by the way, which yeah. I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> 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 okay, let's see. My next one is a Pike Place Market food crawl with Leslie Kelly, which we featured in episode 24. So we ate so much food on this visit to the market, but I think I'm most nostalgic about the now closed Bavarian meats, which will not be reopening after the pandemic. I mean... Where else can you get bacon on a stick? Which, Nelson, as you know, I keep handy in my purse. <laughs> and that's where it ended up that day, too. But other highlights include the oyster sampling at Pike Place Fish, olive oil tasting at De Laurenti, which I never knew about, savory crumpets at the Crumpet Shot, and a seafood extravaganza at Edda's. And so it's just one of those things where, again, you know, thinking about Pike is not a place for tourists. Like it's a place for us too. And it's a place for us to discover new things every day, even though we live here. And Leslie was just such a great tour guide. It was just great. 
yeah, that was a definitely a fun, fun time in Pike Place. And everybody thinks, oh, we don't go there because it's a tourist thing. It, it is not a tourist thing. I love going to Pike Place, just mm-hmm. getting food there. Those shops. I'm really sad, Bavarian Meats, because they yeah. had bacon on a stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, after we went, I went back a couple, several times over just to pick up bacon on a stick. Oh, yeah. I would would buy out the whole case, Monica. Like, how many do you have? Six? I'll take all six of them. They're all, but wait, Monica said she's coming. Didn't give, give, just give them all to me. (laughs) She's not coming. (laughs) This was before your Queen of Seattle foodie status. (laughs) Oh my God. They were like, Monica who? I don't know. Monica who? who? Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody says Monica who. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone says that. (laughs) Okay. What's your next one? This is, this one's fun. This one is fun. It is not in Seattle. It is actually in Portland. I guess this would be maybe 2A and 2B. I'm, I'm kind of cheating here because there's two of them. But our trip to Portland to interview Tyler Malik of Salt and Straw, which was on episode 21, led us to a really epic Portland food crawl. And two of my most favorite and memorable dishes, there was the Dutch honey hotcakes from Proud Mary and then the signature dish, Kalman Guy from Nong's Kalman Guy, chicken and rice, and I added fried chicken skins. Mm-hmm. And Monica, that chicken and rice, we've been to several places and had chicken and rice. I haven't had anything as quite as good in a while than the one in Portland at Nong's Kalman Guy. Oh, I agree with you. Totally. When I was looking for a place in Seattle, I specifically said Seattle. People were just like, no, I'm like, yeah, I've been there. That doesn't help me today. (laughs) (laughs) And Proud Mary, beautiful, flavorful food. And can we talk about the lighting? Guys, (laughs) the lighting. If you are opening a restaurant or some food service business in Seattle, when you are designing, do not design for ambiance. Design for shooting so that people who come in can just shoot with their their phones or cameras or whatever, and they'll advertise for you. No need to work paying professional photographers. Just have good lighting. (laughs) So their lighting is fantastic. And yes, chicken skins all the time. (laughs) Two years, two years, people, two years. And she's still talking about lighting at Proud Mary. Are you going to disagree? I'm not going to disagree, but I'm just, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because some of us do not go outside with plates of food from a restaurant to shoot outside because food belongs inside. (laughs) Nobody ever said that. And especially right now in the pandemic. now. Food should always be outside right now, people. Food should never be inside. It should all be outside. (laughs) All right, Monica, give me your last two here. Last two? Okay. You want me to go two in a row? Okay. (laughs) So my next one is we had a special America's Test Kitchen lunch at the London Plain with Julia Collins-Davidson. That's in episode 59. London Plain, they consistently deliver. They've got this freshly baked bread that makes the best toast, like their Greek goddess toast, loaded with all that is good in the world. The things that they have is just so good, like the polenta. I love that. I love their salad. Salads, Nelson salads. Good <laughs> food combined with great conversation with Julia makes this a great memory. It was very intimate, and we got to chat with her um, before you know the large events in Seattle started. It was just a really great opportunity, and so really memorable for me. Yeah, that was a really fun time. I, London Plain, always good. Always what good. is it about Seattle and good breads? Right. There's a lot of places that make good breads in Seattle. Right. It's because of the weather. It's cold. They got to heat up the kitchen. 
that is it like the water here? Like just you know how yeah. people in New York say like, oh, our pizza is so much better because of our water. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it might have something to do with it. But you know, like the water they use for beer, the, it still needs to be balanced out, like the pH levels. But maybe mm. maybe for baking, who knows? Yeah, who knows? who knows? Who knows? Okay, and my last one is epic as well. We've had a lot of epic adventures in two years. Is at Tulalip Casino and Resort. So one of the fun things we got to do last year was visit the casino resort for a hosted stay and we were treated to more food than we could eat and definitely more alcohol than we could drink <laughs> i tried so hard but i failed i went at it guys my favorite bite was the seared scallops at tula bene and the tartufo which was a dessert uh, it had burnt caramel gelato luxardo cherry biscotti and hazelnut crunch and brandy caramel sauce it was absolute perfection in terms of my favorite drink it was Giulio Ferrari sparkling wine and that was what we kicked off with um, early in the night and let me tell you I cannot tell you how much I drank but pretty impressed with myself <laughs> for not having a hangover the next day that night was definitely one of those nights where it's like I'm really happy that I'm drinking high quality alcohol because all <laughs> that alcohol consumption and yes it did not give us any hangovers nope. because we were drinking high quality Monica so good not these well drinks that we used to drink when we were 2021. 20, <laughs> who am I kidding? Two months ago, well drinks. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a fun time. That was a lot of alcohol I've drank in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. All right. What's your last one, Nelson? Okay. My final one is meal posto. Now, this is not one of my favorite things I've ever eaten in my life. No, it's not. But this has a little bit of a sentimental value for both of us, Monica, as this was the first meal we ever ate after recording our very first episode, our pilot episode <laughs> in Mercer Island, in the wind, outdoors, <laughs> the New Seasons Market, which is now defunct, and I think it's now a metropolitan market. But I still remember afterwards, we grabbed lunch. I knew exactly what we ordered. I didn't even have to look it up on the menu. You got the spring lamb pizza with Caesar salad, which was the lunch combo special. And I got also another lunch combo special, which was the zucca balsamica and the beet salad. Wasn't the greatest thing I've ever eaten, no, but I still remember that meal because that was the first thing we Aww. ate after we recorded that first episode. You remembered. You see, <laughs> I remembered. lamb. I love lamb. And yeah. I think that was like really when we started um, videoing each other because I think you videoed me and I was dancing down the hallway. <laughs> Got a lot of comments on that because I think that was still something new because we just started working together. I mean, we, we knew each other, but hadn't mm -hmm. really started to hang out. So that was the start of it all of all these trolling videos <laughs> over the years. Is, My it's goodness. Been, it's been a wild ride, Monica. And like I said, I couldn't think of a better partner to have this. And we've cornered the Seattle foodie podcast market. <laughs> Again, Monica's the henchman guys. She breaks all the knees. So she looks out every week, sweeps through the entire podcast. Apple's, library and says oh they're doing a foodie podcast in seattle uh-uh-uh <laughs> she goes and shuts it down guys uh, <laughs> no. I, i'm pretty sure people know i'm the muscle in this relationship <laughs> no no monica but no. is always the bad cop guys right. always. i'm always the bad cop i never get to play the good cop whenever something goes wrong i'm all you want me to take care of that <laughs> i got this you want me to do it i can take care of this <laughs> Uh, agree, Nelson. I mean, I think, you know, 
two years looking back, it's the same thing. I never thought that I could work with someone on something like this uh, for any period of time, let alone two years. Um, you make it easy and fun and definitely always adventurous with, with the eating. So I think eating is a big part of it, being willing to go the extra mile and to eat five meals, six, seven, eight a day is really <laughs> important. So having the stamina to keep up with me. So thank you so much for all the work you do as our executive producer, co-host, co-eater, you know, business partner. Thank you so much. I don't know how much longer I can keep up with this pace because, as you know, father time is always undefeated. <laughs> I might have peaked a couple a year ago, but I, I'm still maybe trying to get through my prime here. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I know we've been saying thank you to each other, Monica, but we also have to say thank you to all of our listeners, to everyone that's been following through our journey from the beginning and have caught on recently. Thank you so much for supporting us, you guys, through these last two years. We've really appreciated it, and we wouldn't keep doing these shows without all you all. Thank you so much. Yes, many, many thanks. When we first started this, we weren't sure if anyone was going to listen. We probably would have done it anyway, but we definitely would not have kept going if not for the listeners. So thank you all for listening. I'm really glad we have listeners talking because our friends and family have stopped listening after episode 25. So. <laughs> <laughs> my, my brother still listens. <laughs> Taylor okay. still listens. Shout out to Taylor. What up, Taylor? <laughs> my other my other brother can't figure out how to make podcasts work on his phone. <laughs> and Taylor, I still won't forget Okole. Okole. Yep. <laughs> I think he just laughs when you say it. <laughs> That's what's funny. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. And of course, we'll see you next time. And happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast. 